This is the black boy, what you gonna do out here on your own? This is the black boy, don't you know remember that don't want you grow? This is the black boy, what you gonna do when you time to get old? This is the black boy, this is a story that ain't never told. This is the black boy, what you gonna do out here on your own? This is the black boy, don't you know remember that don't want you grow? This is the black boy, what you gonna do? Very quick. So, welcome to Black Disabled Men Talk. This month we're doing the Black Agenda. What is the Black Agenda? What is it? What's on it? If anything is on it. And we're also going to talk about um, these recent cases of Black Disabled boys and men being shot by white people. I don't get to the media from South Africa to New Orleans. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. Start with Otis. What's up, family? My name is Otis. I'm an artist out of um, California. Um, and then we were Black Disabled Men Speak. Is this going on our second year now? Or a year and a half? Yeah, I think at least a year and a half, I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I've been with the family since the beginning. I hope to be with the family for the end. Yeah. You ain't going nowhere, bro. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> You're locked down. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Yeah, we got you. What do you say that, fam? <laughs> okay, see. All right, uh, my name is Keith Jones. I am the alleged co-founder of Good Pop Nation. <laughs> uh, one of the, um, yeah, so co-founder of Good Pop Nation, uh, part of Disabled Man, like the Disabled Black Man Speaks. And every time we get to do this, the dogs start barking. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things is that we've come, it's funny that we've been doing this for like a year and a half. And the fact that, it's just it seems like just now people are starting to catch up to the topic <laughs> that we've been told no i and i don't know if they, i don't know if that's good that we were prescient or you know but that's me and the damn dog <laughs> who let the dogs out <laughs> I, still, I still want my letters but we'll talk about that later <laughs> so i'm leroy moore um Poet, activist, revolutionary activist. I don't believe in progressive, whatever. I think Donald Trump has ripped that out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm revolutionary <laughs> activist, um, founder with Keith Jones of Quip Hot Nation, um, author, and a lot more. But that's it. I want to go to Latif. McLeod. I am Latif McLeod and my pronouns are he and him. 
I am a PhD candidate in the Anthropology and Social Change Program at California Institute for Integral Studies and also the Vice President of the Lead Committee on the Executive Board of the International Society for Augmentative and Alternative Communication until the end of September. I am also am a writer who wrote two poetry books and am writing a novel. All right, so people, um, you know, the topic is what is the Black Disabled Agenda? Do we have an agenda? What is it? But I want to start off, and I want, you know, if people agree, the um, beginning to start off with, like, what's in the news for Black Disabled Men. Yes. You know, so, you know, I... As you know, I've always been active around black disabled people getting murdered by the state. Been doing that since '84, way before Black Lives Matter. But anyway, so I came across three cases so far of all black disabled men who have been murdered by. The police in it, like just white people passing passing by on the case in New Orleans outside Trader Joe's the black disabled houses man got abused and killed by a white man just passing by and um in South Africa a black disabled early teenager was killed by police. And there's one more other case that I forget, another um, black disabled teen. Oh yeah, a black disabled teen was handcuffed. No, he wasn't even a teenager, he was eight years old. Handcuffed in school by police. So those are the three cases. Just wanted to know, you know, what your um, input around black disabled, especially black disabled boys and men being constantly being um, abused or killed by the state and, and by um, by people, you know. Um, so you can start, Keith, you can start. But I, I, you know, and, and to pull it back even more, it's not just black disabled boys or black disabled men. And one of the one of the things that's so crazy about it, you know, using a, a term, is that it's a, people always are like, oh, right. And so one of the things that that I hoped that hoped um, because remember we went to you know all the black folks went through the stage of being woke. Right, like, remember how long ago that was? That was like a year ago. But remember how long ago that was? Like, it was like it was waking up and we woke, right? But then now, and you know, and now we're marching and protesting in the fucking pandemic with masks on our face. And, but at no point has anybody ever said that this is not new. There's a reason disabled black people, even within the black community, end up dead. And casually nobody speaks about it. It's not, and you know, at a certain point, you can't. You know, um, it's not that you're numb to it; you're traumatized. 
So there's no numbness no more. Like, like, like the, the, the non-emotional response is trauma. Because what in your mind as an adult in a profession in which you are to, quote, provide public safety, then law enforce, right? That says an eight-year-old needs to skip, <laughs> right? That you need to skip over all of that and say, fuck it, put them in the handcuffs. Nah. At a certain point, we can't, you know, at a certain point, I don't you know whether you are a, quote, activist or you're a social justice issue. At a certain point, you have to stop and say, none of this is endemic in nature. This is all learned behavior. So if you're going to learn how to treat me fucked up, you can unlearn how to treat me fucked up. You can unlearn how to not handcuff an eight-year-old, not walk by a homeless man or somebody who's unhoused and then kill them solely because you suck, because somebody told you growing up that the way they look deserves them to end their life. At a certain point, now, but humans are humans. <laughs> and we, we will go through every kind of rationale to figure out why we should be smarter than what the fuck we are. So, I mean, my reaction is like, at this particular point, it's, it's less shock and sadness. It's it's trauma, it's numbness, it's, it's in it, but, but it ultimately turns into motivation because that's why we are clearly talking about it, to take it to the level where we don't have to talk about it. Okay, Otis, take it away. I'm going to do my best to add on to what my boy Keith said. Well, why do humans act like this to other humans well the question becomes what does it mean to be a human essentially as Sylvia Winters always point out she always said we have to redefine what it means to be a human because under this system the system converted us into property this system converted us into inanimate objects right but if you read pedagogy of the oppressed it says that the oppressor dehumanizes themselves by dehumanizing others, right? So the, as one Spinal always point out, you gotta understand the violence that I inflict on others, I'm gonna bring that same violence home. You feel me? The same police that kill us in the street is the same police that go home and beat their wives and their kids. Yeah. Right? The same is true for the plantation. The same master and mistress that was beating us on the plantation was the same one that was beating each other as well as their children. Right? The same military that goes across seas to bomb people and invest in interests of corporations are the same military that come home and brutalize their family or commit suicide. Right, so this violence don't come out of nowhere. This dehumanization don't come out of nowhere. There's origins to this, right? And going back to what Sylvia Winter said, this is why before we do anything, we have to redefine what does it mean to be a human? Because as Keith said, this is not about the brutality against black men or black disabled um, children. This is about brutality across the board. The focus is on black people, yes. Be it black disabled people, be it black children, be it black men, be it black women. The target is us, yes. But all of humanity is objectified under this white terroristic system, right? That's why this is not about um, 
um, redistributing resources solely. This is about reshaping value systems. While well, you got an entire genocide going on in Brazil right now, you got mm -hmm. an entire genocide going on in Venezuela, right? Like, mm -hmm. how are these people able to mass murder these people by the thousands? Right? It's the same way that was able to mass murder us to build quote unquote America. The same way Britain was able to mass murder us by the millions in order to build the British economy. Like, there's origins to this. So, I think for me, my um objective or my agenda is to reshape how we define ourselves, not just how we redefine ourselves as um black disabled people, but how we redefine ourselves as black people in totality. And as we redefine our humanity, we redefine or we allow the oppressor to um reclaim their humanity as well, if they want it, right? Because again. As I always tell my friends, you know, they create a hell for us, but by creating a hell for us, they create a hell for themselves as well, right? Because in order to maintain my oppression and in order to maintain my hell, you have to live there with me too. Like um, the Stanford Prison Act, I believe, where they put students inside a prison to see how the environment yeah. affects it. Yeah. It didn't just affect the students that pretended to be the prisoners. It affected the prison guards as well. So yes, I'm the prisoner, you're the prison guard, but look at the environment we're in. We're both in the fucking prison. What does you understand about that? Right? Like you you mad at Trump because he's talking about sacrificing elderly people to save the economy. They was talking about that even before Trump got in office with the disabled people in the elderly community. They was throwing passes under the bus. They was claiming, well, we were fucking up SSI, wasn't that? Before they had that march on Wall Street, before they had that march on Wall Street, I believe it was the disabled community that was marching out there. Cause they were trying to blame us for the economic collapse, right? Oh, so absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's the whole everything about focusing on why we because no because think about it when you just said redefine our humanity, right? Like that's the whole purpose. Like what is the whole social justice movement? It's like, it, it is one of these things that I've been, like, I, I ain't even gonna say struggling with. Like, I've gotten older now. And, and you know, I was rah-rah, gung-ho at 30 and 40. But now, at this particular point, when you stand back, and the fact that you say we have to redefine humanity and people are resistant to it, because it means that if I see, if I see Latif as a full-grown man, that means I have to deal with him as a full-grown man versus, and that, and, and in order for me to deal with him as a full-grown man, because I carry all this bullshit bias, I have, I'm making the cost-benefit analysis. It's going to cost me something in my soul to look at a man as a man, because if it didn't cost me that, then we wouldn't be having these discussions, but they are making a constant cost-benefit analysis. It is, it is cheaper in terms of spiritual energy, physical, monetary, whatever, to let to dehumanize you and to gain something and to kill you off, than it is to just basically greet you at the same human level that I'm demanding of myself be treated and, as. And they're not even knowing that they're, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face because they want to run around here acting like, oh my God, fascism is here, fascism is here. Okay, but 
George Jackson told you that in the 1960s, right? So did Malcolm X. So did Frank Sinan, right? So did W.E.D. Du Bois, God damn it. Right, so this shit ain't new. You just discovered it. Shit, welcome to reality. But fascism have always been here because that's when Sinan said, what is fascism but domestic colonialism? So you cannot build a society, you cannot build a nation off of injustice and then get shocked when your nation experiences injustice or when that same injustice um, visit upon you. This is why our ancestors believed in treating everybody with humanity. Even when that humanity um, risk our security and even when our humanity jeopardized our own nation because we as as uh was dr john Neely clark said we welcome everybody in while knowing their intentions so we elect everybody in while knowing them their intentions they took our kindness for weakness and they violated us and enslaved us like we wasn't enslaved because we was weak and we were stupid and because how compassionate we are like when when they talk about christopher columbus discovered the miracles and stuff like that. And then I was, the Native Americans were just stupid. They should have never seen the white people as gods. No, maybe it's because the indigenous people recognize their humanity and they want to feed some fucking people. And instead of you being appreciative, you decide to commit mass genocide. Right? And they will come up with excuse, well, it's their fault for being stupid, believing they're gods. Right? So it's just like we got to redefine what it means to be human, pretty much. Okay, so let's get a TV here. The murder of black disabled people is a symptom of a severe reactionary turn in this country, and the people are reacting to the fragmentation of our current society by committing violence on those of us that are lower down in the societal hierarchy. So it is up to us to defend ourselves from this violence by any means necessary. Yep. Hell yeah. Amen. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and when you stand back and you say, okay, right? So when you pose the question about black disabled boys dying and black disabled men dying, you, you would all, and, and, and it's said that I can hear, well, what about black disabled women? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Versus, you know, there would be no black disabled boys if they didn't have black mothers. Yeah. Like versus we see that the holistic part of our family. And, and, and if you really want to get real about it, this whole bullshit, this whole notion of how we have, we have, we have this construct of blackness, it really is a, is a construct of blackness that we didn't even self-define. Like, 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 like our entire blackness, at least on this half of the diaspora, is almost reactionary into somebody saying, well, you know, if we call them niggas, <laughs> and, right, and we say they only three-fifths of what they really are. And, you know, and my man said that she got a fat ass and some big titties, so he gonna give me $50 for her, which back now is about $200,000, whatever the exchange rate would be. Like, that takes a certain level of comfort in your soul. That the same way they, they can look at somebody who uses an augmentative communication device, somebody who uses wheelchair, somebody who presents as quote non-disabled. It takes a certain kind of psychology in your brain to do that mental kind of contortion, to devalue my human, to, to devalue my human nature solely so you could feel better about yourself. Like that kind of contortion mentally is amazing to me. 
Right. Like, 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 so, all right, so, Little Leroy, when we got kicked out of the DNC. <laughs> so, Latif, you can blame your boy for that. That was my, my business. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was I was chilling. I was, I was being a good little Negro. I was like, "Yep," but 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 it's like if you're going to quote blackness in America, right? Like we talk about blackness in America. One of those things is like, why why do we why why are we defining ourselves as black? And 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 in the sociological term, when you get into if you get into the continent of Africa. They, everybody is both it's not about your blackness it's about your 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 tribe your region and so why is it over here that it has to be defined by pigmentation and then and and and, and if you can really get that now then me being crippled is nothing to kill me it's nothing to be not mad about wearing masks i ain't wearing no mask we dropping like flies but you so I'm hoping that that we as a people can really start to use the extent of our intelligence to see past my cerebral palsy, your disability, your socioeconomic status, because all of those are human constructs outside of the the the, the human condition. All right, so let's get into the topic: black disabled agenda. What is it? Um, yeah, I mean, geez, you, you, you're running for president. <laughs> you know, it seems, it seems like all the president, those candidates have a platform on disability, on LGBT, and all that. So, you know, I, I, I read many black agendas from, you know, coming out of different groups. And now talk about you know disability. So you know what 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 is a black disability? You know, is it needed? You know, um, yeah. Okay, so Latif, please be nice. Otis, please be nice. I'm just going to take a brief swing at this. <laughs> so because we we all been black and disabled for a very long time, right? Like we didn't just wake up and go, oh shit, right? <laughs> So, is there a black disability agenda? It, I guess, much like Otis said earlier, we have we have to define the term agenda, because there's the personal agenda, and then there's the professional agenda, and then there's the public agenda. So within the black community, within the black disabled community, I've been black and crippled. I think about fifty, almost fifty-one years now, and I have yet to see any solidarity outside of what I'm seeing on the screen in terms of in mass. And to to be and 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 and, and to be clear, when we talk about disability and policy, all of that, there's the there's the the, the activist community, and then there's the people that always go to the to the organizational meetings. You know the ones that are taking dollar ride. You didn't bring any sandwiches today, right? <laughs> and then there's everybody that don't know what the fuck is going on. And so is there a black disability agenda? I would say there are black disability agendas and none of them, none of them are inclusive of us. They, and, and so is one needed? I think 
in in the, in the construct of trying to move the social justice initiative forward, possibly. But I'm not just disabled. I'm a black man. I'm not just a black man. I'm a son. I'm not just a son. I'm a father. I'm not just a father. I'm a partner. I'm not just a partner. I'm an uncle. I'm a brother. I have a multitude of identities. So to be reductive of me just down to the state of my human condition and still ignore it. Um, hell yeah, we need one because people are fucking crazy. Like, like, yes, we need one because we shouldn't be worried about going to a march and they're like, well, we want you too crippled to march. Because, uh, because, uh, <laughs> hey, Latisse, we want you to give a speech. But, um, I mean, they shouldn't be surprised when you show up. If you're marching for black lives, march for black lives. If you're marching for life, you need to talk about the indigenous women that are disappearing. You're talking about life. You need to talk about the 39 missing children that they found in while doing sweeps. Those are the kind of things that if you're going to talk about Black Lives Matter, you need to have the entire experience covered under that. That means no homophobia. That means no xenophobia. That means no pseudo-nationalism. I'm Dominican. I'm, 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 I'm Trinidadian. I'm Brazilian. You need to be in the totality of the human existence if you're gonna be black. You can't, you can't pick and, I call this selective outrage. You're only mad when it's somebody that you, that, you have, that you feel that you have a connection to. And if you don't have a connection to Keith or Leroy or to Otis or to Latif, us being shot to death in the street won't move you. Has anybody asked with all the Breonna Taylor and George Floyd iconography going around? on t-shirts and things like that? Is any of that revenue that's being generated going to that family? The, the kid in South Africa, like it's deeper than just marching. Like you had a, a march on the anniversary of the March on Washington in a fucking pandemic. And you understand, and you're still not talking about disabled black men, disabled black women, disabled trans. Like, so is there a need for black agenda, black disability agenda? Yes. Should it be? No. But that's me hoping people use the, the gray matter that they got from God. Huh. So can I go next and Otis? Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So is there a black disabled agenda? Like he said, I've been around 52 years. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen one, you know, except the small circle that I run, 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 run with. I don't see one on a national stage, international stage, you know. So yeah, so there's there's nothing out there, and and I, you know, I I, I want to be real, you know, last two years. The so-called disability community has been acting around, you know, the physical gender on the physical arena, and now all of a sudden, you know, candidates have agendas, disability agendas, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I go through them a lot, and I, I come up with like like Keith told me. Like these people have been in, been in office for decades, 
and all of a sudden they're out of the agenda. I was like, yeah, and you know, for okay, for me, political agendas and campaigns is like Christmas Eve, and in the politicians, I know kids, you know, kids will take anything to get that toy. That's, that's what I see here. These, these platforms, these promises, this is like a little kid saying anything on Christmas that you need to get these toys. But nobody's going back to the history. It's like, um, okay, Joe Biden, you've been in political office for three <laughs> decades. You know, it's like three decades. And now you're going to come up with an agenda? And we we should be laughing at that. We should be like laughing our butt off about that. But yeah. So, you know, do we need a black disabled agenda? Um I don't know. I don't know if we do. You know, because we're having a black disabled agenda is like is we're asking somebody to do it. Why don't we just do it? You know, right. to create an agenda, you create an agenda, you're putting it on the table with somebody else. So I, I, I say, eh. You know, I said, no, we don't need one, but we do need one because we live in a capitalist society and, you know, organizations, you know, and politicians move that way. But I say that we just do it, you know? So yeah, so that's me. Yeah. Oh yes, take it away. Um, I believe we do need a black disabled agenda. But I always talk about learning from other movements mistakes. And one of the biggest mistakes I'm seeing is us falling into the trap of identity politics. So where well, you got black women thinking they need an agenda exclusive to them, themselves. Black men thinking they need an agenda or vernacular exclusive to themselves or black members of the LGBT community need an agenda vernacular exclusive to themselves. Or even that's how ADOS and FBA popped up. Where we feel like black America need an agenda exclusive to ourselves as if America itself is not a, a a big player in global colonialism, right? So what happens to us affects the entire globe and the actions we choose to take have reverberating effects, not just in America, but in other countries um, with other brothers and sisters. So we have to be mindful of that, that nothing function in the bubble. And that's why I really um, appreciate Dr. Joy Ball book that I mentioned a lot. The myth of black buying power. Can you talk about how our understanding of economics is shallow and short-sighted? Because we think it functions in the bubble. You got people, um, these black capitalists with their own agenda, talking about we are gonna buy some land over here and rebuild Black Wall Street. Okay, but you, if you're not importing and you're not exporting, how your economy gonna grow? Right? That shit is born to fail. So you're trying to tell me you will emulate a failed banking model because if you go copy Western banking systems, the shit is failing. That's why they got pump a billion dollars into the banking system well, every day since I'm COVID-19. Right? So you want to you want to emulate a failed banking model? What you think that's going to do to you? Right? 
So I believe we do need an agenda, but we have to be mindful that we do not function in the bubble and that we do not get trapped in identity politics, right? We have to be inclusive. We have to understand that our reality is directly connected to able, black able-bodied reality as well well, it's connected to black women, it's connected to black men, it's connected to black children who are not disabled, right? It's connected to black people who don't even live in America. And we have to be mindful of the end objective. Like if we do create this agenda, what is the end objective? Cause like H. Rap Brown says, confessions is not victory. So you might get one or two trinkets here and there um, for what you request, but what is given to you could be taken from you, okay? so. You could be giving something under um whoever the next president might be, but what happens when you get a new president and then take the shit from you? This is why I also I also don't believe in um disabled justice. I don't know how you brothers feel about it, but I don't believe that disabled justice exists. I believe it's just as ludicrous as um racial justice. I feel like it's one of those terminologies that white people created and because we didn't really examine the merits of it we just ran with the shit right as far as i understand either a society practices justice or it doesn't right mm-hmm. you gotta understand even when they passed the ada laws you had the civil rights laws but they never enforced the civil rights laws so why do me as a black disabled person believe they're going to enforce the ada laws when they don't enforce the civil rights law Right. So, and then you got to think about how many white women has been mutilated or molested by other white men, and they don't get justice like Trump. Right? Because white society, colonialism, don't practice justice at all. That's the issue. Justice does not exist. Period. Right. And so, and to me, that's why I promote black politics. Because black politics is the opposite of that. White politics is colonialism. Black politics is anti-colonialism or decolonialization. That's why I really appreciate, shout out to Christopher Marshall, who always says, race, African in my race, black is my politics, and nigga is my tribe. Because as H. Rod Brown said, black is not a color, it's politics. It's the politics. Mm-hmm. It's not African, right? You're African, that's a race. Black is politics. Black is political. So fuck Camilla Harris color. She ain't black because her politics don't align with colonialized people. Fuck Obama. He ain't black because his politics don't even align with colonialized people. Actually, he went completely against it. You know what I mean? African people, he bombed. He put Shadi Shakur on the terrorist watch list. How the hell is he black? Because of skin color? So as Keith said, like our understanding of black guy go way deeper than skin, skin pigmentation. When I'm talking to my black, I'm talking about something completely different than what most people would talk about when they're talking about that shikis or the Black Panther or some shit they see on TV. Now, we have to have a deeper understanding of what black is and redefine it. As far as I'm concerned, that's my fucking agenda, redefining how we look at the motherfucking world and ourselves. Excuse me for cussing. As y'all can see, I'm all one right now. All right, Otis. Otis is going to put down Latif. And you know, before we go to the team, I can um, I won't get into it, but on disability justice, you know, starting with you know brown and black people, but yeah, I understand where you're coming from. The team, take it away.
You know me, bruh. Honey. The black disability agenda does not exist, but it should exist. And it should center what needs to happen to give full citizenship and human dignity to every black disabled person, no matter they are women or men, gay or straight, rich or poor. And that has to look beyond the system because this symptom system is designed to dehumanize us and I don't think personally we can reform it to respect our humanity because this system is designed to dehumanize us and I don't think personally we can reform it to respect our humanity. Bruh, it is so, when you, if, if you pull it back, right? So everybody, like we're in the pandemic and we're talking about blackness, disability, and you're right, because it's not in the system, in the, uh, the question I put up was like, how am I supposed to demand justice from the, from the system inherently designed to be injustice to me. So if its inception is designed specifically to negate me, why would I then protest for it to then include me? Because no I mean, if I'm saying, so, you know, and, and we'll, we'll use the statement, the statement, Black Lives Matter, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, then the question I'm gonna fucking ask is matters to who? Matter it matters for what? Because I love basketball. I'm a Celtics fan, go Celtics. They getting tested every day and they're using their platform for social justice. But the deeper question is how is a private entity able to keep certain African Americans <laughs> protected? safe and consistently tested so that they can go to work and perform when the vast majority of direct care workers who are also essential workers who are people of color don't get shit. You can't get PPE, you can't get a mask, you can't get an N94 mask, you can't even get a fucking bus pass. So if you're going to talk about justice, what is justice? What like like if, if you say what, so what is it? Because in the Wild West, when the country stopped at the Mississippi, but you was in what would soon become St. Louis, 
there was no justice. You got shot. If you were in, if you were below that, and you were in Cherokee country, and you were us, the Cherokee Nation were slave owners because they had a treaty. So, what is justice? And uh, and if we're going to go with the common conception of justice in America as everybody being given equal treatment under the law, well, that would scare the shit out of me because they have proven to you that they will burn this motherfucker to the ground before they give us anything that's remotely equal to what they have. And when I mean they, I mean specifically even those who look like us. What's the old saying? Just cause you my skin folk, don't make you my kin folk. Because then we shouldn't be having this discussion in the political season where you see clearly, Otis, when you talk about identity politics, I have no problem with anybody identifying themselves the way they identify themselves. Because I don't want nobody having to come in to tell me who the fuck I am. But in the process of political power in this system, what is the question? What is, if, because all the black, well, don't keep, don't run for president. Because if you run for president, you're going to pull votes away from Joe Biden. You pull votes away from Joe Biden, we're going to get Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wait, let me get this right. Stop. Before you even go down the rabbit hole. How long has a Section 4 been gutted of the voting right there? <laughs> like, Leroy, can you please answer me this one question? Tell me what date did the United States Congress send a bill to the president's desk, pick a president, where he signed it and it said that the 1965 Voting Rights Act or 64, the Voting Rights Act is now permanently enshrined in perpetuity. I'm going to wait. So what is justice? What is vote? Get out and vote. What is the reason we call ourselves disabled is not because we woke up on one of like, fuck it, the way that I am, I'm disabled. We woke up being Otis, Leroy, Keith, and Latif. The, the, the labels that we use to move to this society are labels that society has given us in order to in order for them to get a handle on our humanity and not a good handle either so you know what i mean like like it's it's almost comical because we're having an intellectual discussion about people who've made stupid ass intellectual choices so like like, I don't like you because you're darker than me. And so I'm going to do, like, I'm going to do the most dehumanizing things to you based on that one superficial fact. And I'm going to construct an entire global economy upon it. So no, they don't have no fucking sense of giving us justice. Well, I think, I think, I think, I think we get on a treadmill because justice is I'm just being point blank. Justice is being white while they yeah. man. That is justice. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. I mean, look, 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 look at OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson thought he got justice because he's wealthy and he's a man. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, no, nobody told him that he's black, but um. You know, once, once you get into the wealthy standard, it seems like you lose your blackness, you know. So, you know, OJ thought that, you know, he 
key. You can get justice because A, he's wealthy. B, he's a man. And, and C, he rose to the level of white man. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's, that's what justice is. Is he a white, so well, white man? man. Yeah. Let me I got a question for you. So I, I'm curious, right? Now we now everybody, you know, we, we got the Brianna close because Brianna Taylor, if you read the original report and then they went back and read this, so it's between anywhere between seven and eight shots that left her dead in her house. You know, the young man from Kenosha got seven shots in the back and they left him paralyzed. Nobody is talking about what what is going you know what what it means to then become newly disabled exactly right no. so so let me am i crazy i mean don't answer that part but am i, am I crazy to think that, that people are not asking the right question in terms of like you know like yeah he was shot against the police violence but the ripple effects of that police violence because nobody because everybody stopped the police violence they didn't talk about the, the trauma inflicted on the kids, the generational trauma that will come from. The, sorry about, sorry about that. the generational trauma where the kids are going to say, well, how did granddaddy get in the wheelchair? Right? So now the, the lineage in your story is we were black in America. And we, and as much as we are told in America, dot, 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 this is what happened. Am, am, I, am I missing something that nobody's having the deeper discussion about how that generational trauma, not only just the generational trauma, but what, what the family's going to experience now that they're in the world of disability? Like, really? Exactly. Really, really. Exactly. There's no counseling, there's no prayer counseling. There's no, there's no, you know, there's, there's a cycle where people will become disabled. And we saw it in, you saw the difference between Curtis Mayfield and Superman. Mm. You know, yeah. Curtis, Curtis Mayfield went into the cycle and right. came out as an activist. Where right. Superman just like wanted a cure and stayed on that. <laughs> Stayed on that horse until until he died. See, and then that's the thing. A lot, a lot of black disabled boys and men they get they get shot by police, gangs, and whatever. I see in these Oakland, they're they're on the same cycle as Christopher Reeves. They, you know, the the, the main thing is getting back to walking again. Yeah. yeah. And I, I it just so I, that's why I had to ask the question because it's one of those things you sit there and you go and and Otis and while teeth while you type it, it's one of those things you stand back and you say okay because we can pontificate all day right like we all like like we like the, I, it's safe to say that you are some of the more brilliant humans on the planet I, and that's no bullshit but the question I'm always the, the question I'm always posing to myself as we do the work is well not even a question posed myself because I, I i got to the point where i do i'm sick of everybody but 
are people actually looking for justice to in order in order to end the search for justice or and i'm trying not to be a cynic y'all shaking your head already can i get to the question <laughs> <laughs> But do you see how they do me? Like, they already know the language. No, 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 no. So, like, so, because, okay. So, I'm going to try. Okay, let me pose a question and keep my cynicism to myself. <laughs> Are they actually seeking justice? Or is this, because I'm always kind of like, like, how, like, you had a march on Washington seeking justice in a fucking pandemic. You had speeches, you had people taking pictures and all of this stuff. And yet and still, when you return home, you are now, even if you don't present, you are now asymptomatic. And since we are mostly generational households, who are the most susceptible? So am I crazy to think that people are not really looking for justice or they just, I don't know, maybe I'm not. Because it just seems like, we want like it's like there's always a shooting, there's always a protest, there's always an activist, there's always a lawsuit, and then we're on to the next. And Joe Biden issues a statement, the Democrats issue a statement, the Republicans like I'm fifty, I'll be fifty-one. I don't ever remember this cycle not being this cycle. <laughs> so maybe I'm crazy. So let's them well, okay, don't answer that part. But then my and Am I wrong in thinking that they're not really seeking? I mean, the family, obviously, but like in the in the larger sense of the word, because like when they when they shut down the NBA, they were like, "Well, what is your plan?" Well, we're going to vote. We're going to turn polling places. Okay, that's nice, but that's the that's that's a that's a halfway point in the process. Because Latif, if you go into the polling places, is it accessible? If you don't want anybody in the polling booth with you so you can fill out your ballot, is the ballot accessible? So what the fuck you telling me to vote gonna do if I can't even get into the place to vote? So am I wrong in thinking that people are not looking really looking for justice? But that's just me. No, you you um not wrong at all. Actually I want to read this excerpt from Pedagogy of the Oppressed, talking about what generosity really means in a system of injustice. Well, he says, any attempt to soften the power of the oppressor in defense to the weakness of the oppressed almost always manifests itself in a form of false generosity. Indeed, the attempt never goes beyond this. In order to have the continued opportunity to express their generosity, the oppressors must perpetuate injustice as well. An unjust social order is the permanent fount of this generosity, which is nourished by death, despair, and poverty. That is why the dispensers of false generosity become desperate at the slightest threat to its source. So in order for Western nations to play the hero in quote unquote exploited countries, they like to call them underdeveloped. I'm not gonna call them underdeveloped. I'm gonna call them exploited countries. Yeah. They have to undermine them. They have oh, to yeah. kill like Kwame and Nkrumah. They have to kill people like um, Tucson, not Tucson, Obocha, 
um, from Bukini Faso, Thomas and Carver. Right, they have to kill people like Queen Yava Shantiwa. Right, they have to undermine these systems that our African leaders put in place. These social systems that African leaders put in place for the vested interests of the people undermine them because they scare the people to control their resources. And you know, America will have to pay top dollar for any resources that now instead of stealing it, now they have to pay for it. Like what they did in Cuba. They're trying to nationalize their resources or they post sanctions on it. Like they did in Jamaica. They were trying to um, put um, socialist systems in Jamaica and then they, they came and undermined it. And now Jamaica got, 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 a, um, got a falling collapse economy because it's exploited. It's what you call a commonwealth, commonwealth nation. And commonwealth, the only thing it means is the former colonial empire. And if you know anything about what um, flag independence means, it means it's still a colonial empire because the people don't really control their politics. It's puppets who are put there by Western forces. It's puppets who are put there by Western powers. And then you got white people in America, in Britain, in Germany, in Europe, wondering why, how could your leaders perpetuate that same injustice on you? How could your leaders sacrifice you to save the economy? Well, they have practiced that on millions of other people who didn't look like you, and just now they're bringing the terrorism home. Right? They have undermined African social institutions, African countries, and now you're mad because, or you're shocked that they're going to sacrifice your grandma. Now you're shocked that they're going to sacrifice your granddaddy. Really? They killed how many people to build your economy? And now you're fucking shocked. Like, you're fucking with me, right? Right? And so, so no, we're, we're, we're not looking for justice. No one's looking for justice. They're looking to go back to what they said, go back to normal before COVID-19. And you know what that means. Yeah, you know what going back, niggas still getting red line, still getting locked up, still getting shot, African countries still getting ex exploited, <laughs> but at least white people can have a couple more dollars in their pocket. That's what they really mean. So as you said, what justice means for them, it means just them. Mm -hmm. They ain't looking for justice, hell no. Hell no. If you notice, this country does not deal with disability well because people accept this narrowing of the possibilities of human identity where they can only conceptualize people as able-bodied so that people who have disabilities are beyond their imaginary. I am going to write an essay about this to explain this better. Please, but look, and please say, put it in 400 point fucking font so the world can see it, cause damn it, bruh. So it's 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 almost like we have been doing we, like we've been doing this like oh this like you said for almost a year and a half, and now you know mostly into a political cycle. So yes, I'm an independent candidate, blah blah blah. But what I've heard when I said that is well why. You you know you know you're not gonna do it because if you do it well should and then then they'll say well maybe you should start as something smaller yeah I'm like wait wait let me get this right so a a white and so never mind you white or whoever it is so let's but because it's ubiquitously white so unless you've linked into a political family or political power you literally are not allowed to participate in the governance of yourself. 
and and I had to understand that that's what you're telling me. So fuck you, stay home, let somebody else determine my life. That is essentially what they're asking for people with disabilities to do. That is essentially when, because nobody's talking, like, dude, nobody's talking about how they did that boy, Michael Hicks, how they did that man. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. A, the occasional tweet, the occasional hey, and then, you know, and even in these discussions, I'm like, that's every day. That ain't, that ain't just yesterday. That's every day. The term is called medical bias, right? So if, so if, there's, a, if there's a sociological term attached to a human behavior that's been, right, then maybe then, so again, is there a black agenda, black disability agenda? There should be if, you, if they're gonna keep kicking us out of being black, period, <laughs> right? So if there's a black agenda, but they don't, get, they don't have no disability platform, then is, mm -hmm. does that mean that we, do we count it? So here's my question. Are we black or are we disabled? I want to say that, you know, capitalism makes everything a job. Absolutely. So there's a job to oppress your own people. I mean, you got police, you got black police, black peace, prison guards. I, I, I keep on saying it, but I, I still can't believe it. And three years ago, I was downtown San Francisco. And I saw a homeland security van. And two black men were driving it. I was like, are you serious? You do, you do understand, yes, yes. Just for a paycheck? I read the other society and oppress my own people, I'm sorry. So, so here, here's, here's the thing. Remember at the very beginning, I said the reason you're looking at this is because people are doing an ROI. They're doing a cost-benefit analysis and they're doing a return on investment. Is it, is it, is it more beneficial for me to expend my social capital on making sure my people are actually getting what they are supposed to get, like health, safety, food, shelter, joy, or do I need to get these shoes and keep my lights on? That's, I mean, and it's not, it's not, it's never complicated. Like, like we are suffering, we, we are making decisions on us being here and putting this out. And, and understanding once this goes into the universe and people receive, we understand what the cost benefit is, <laughs> right? Like we black disabled men and if we want to do X amount of things, somebody can easily go, oh my God, I saw your Latif and you were saying some very provocative things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if necessarily know if you'll fit in right with that. But you know that you knew, I mean, you heard this shit. So if, 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 if just the possibility of you not being able to see a regular paycheck is enough to scare you off, there is no quest for justice, right? So, and then you know, if my friend asked me the other day, she was like, how are people who talk about Black Lives Matter going down and taking pictures of the homeless and saying these people are trash? Like, you, so again, if you, can, if you can bifurcate your intelligence, to dehumanize a person along a subjective line of reasoning, then who the fuck are you?
Because <laughs> that means that means you can easily look at me. You can easily look at this. You can easily look at me, Julie. You can easily look at all this. And solely upon your visual acuity, say them niggas ain't worth shit, kill them. Yeah, yes. Like that kind of, and so I, you know, I, like at a certain point, it's one of those things where you sit back, it's where you sit back and you go, I, the NAACP, the Urban League, why, why I have a picture from 11 years ago where we had to issue a supplement to the state of black America about black disabled America because the Urban League didn't recognize disability. We're 50% of the community because one in four have a disability and I'm pretty sure we got them all into that. So they put so they puts us over fifty percent of the community. But these are so social justice is 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 a sexy term just like back in the day we had affirmative action was sexy. Like now the sexy term is intersectionality. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> because as as a sociologist, I understand it. But as a as a um, as a person of color, I also understand that there's nothing that humans can't do to humans that they can't stop doing to humans, and that means that if Latif wants to go to a strip, look, if we go into a strip club in Jamaica, so I'm just letting you know now. So if you got a good, so if you're married, just say it's Keith drugged me. He took he took control of the wheelchair and drove me into the club. I got you. But so, but even that seems like like why is that so controversial, right? Because our humanity is confined by somebody else's perception of who we are, and and personally, at fifty, would I got three girls coming behind me? I don't want them to ever have to be worried about the fact that they have breasts in a vulva, that their intelligence is deemed less than. And that, you know, and it's and it's and it's by people who claim to have intelligence, <laughs> which is the most ironic thing ever. <laughs> okay, Latif, you want to take it away? You said what? Um, I completely agree with King, and like I said, they're not really seeking justice. Cut it down. They're not really seeking justice. They're talking about going back to normal. Yeah. Like, the or we have to study the origins. Like what they want us to do, they want us to solve the problem in the middle of the math in the middle of the math equation instead of the beginning of the equation, right? Like especially if you read Doctor I Need and you read Yavuku, well she tracked the origins of dehumanization all the way back to Greek, right? So we're gonna talk about um misogyny and anti-woman what more civilization was anti-woman in the greeks right we talking about people who created the word barbaric and all barbarian means was those who didn't um, perpetuate greek Look, uh, he lost you he lost you on his alien philosophy it was believed that they was corrupting the youth of greece why because they was bringing something from outside of greece 
right? So when people talk about, um, we're civilized, uh, we can't be barbaric, we shouldn't be violent, we shouldn't be antagonistic to other people. Literally, the foundation, the Western foundation is literally built off of antagonism. I am civilized because you are barbaric, right? I am um, um, a saint because you are pagan. Right? I am intelligent because you are dumb, right? That's why they want to civilize in um journey to civilize the indigenous ignorant people, the backwards savage people, right? So we, we have to literally we have to deal with the ideology, we have to deal with the philosophy behind the Western society. We cannot just look at the police when they shoot a black person, we cannot just look at the media when they perpetuate anti-black imagery, we cannot just look at the church when someone goes vote for Trump. Like we have to actually look at the foundation that holds up all of these structures. It's ideology that we're really fighting. Like the physical infrastructure, that comes after the ideology is set. First, I gotta create the curriculum. I gotta come up with what I want to teach you, the purpose of what I want to teach you. And then I come up with the physical school. But before then, I come up with the idea. So what they what we what, why the reason why we're going in circles because we're not dealing with ideology and we're not saying western society was built off of antagonism western society was built off of anti-blackness was built off of anti-woman and was built off of anti-nature and until we deal with that we go keep going in circles and white people go experience injustice just as much as we do right they go sacrifice your grandma just like they sacrifice mine Right? It's not new. And then it falls out the goddamn sky. This shit goes back thousands and thousands of years. All right. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yes. Latif, you want to say something or should I jump in? So I'll jump in. Uh, yeah. I just say amen. Amen on that. And, you know, I also say that, you know, sometimes we have to deal with we're living under. I mean, we can, you know, throw out history and throw out, you know, oppression and all that stuff. And yeah, I do think we should uh, take the time to really define terms and all that stuff. But, and I also think that we have to um, be honest and like we're, 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 we're under a capitalist, racist um, society. And so, you know, how much work we have, you know, 80 years on this earth, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the work that we're going to do and leave for our. Um, for you know, for other people to pick up, but you know, I'm I'm saying that of course we we we, we don't give up. You know, we don't say okay, we we live on a capitalist, racist, you know, sexist society, so we just get out and don't do activism, don't do nothing. But you know, I I also have to say that we have to be real about about the oppression that we live under, and not only by the white system, but by the <laughs> black people who got jobs in the system that oppress us daily because they have a nine to five job. And, that, and, and you know, 
facing that every day, you know, it's hard. It's really hard, you know. But yeah. But Latif, take it away if you're ready. And we are approaching that fascist tipping point in this country where the violence against our subaltern populations is going to be completely legitimized. I just was arguing with someone who thought the Jacob Blake shooting was justified last week. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, okay. Let's see. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. I just, I, I just want to shoot people that do this there. It's like, okay, you're <laughs> right. Amen. So, so well. Again, remember, humans have an incredible capacity to do mental contortions to justify whatever the fuck they want to justify, right? Like we do it from the smallest to the largest things. But to argue with somebody who said it's justified to shoot a man in the back seven times is almost like you know what? Do me a favor. Go see if the chicken is done by putting your face in the skillet. I need to like, like, go ahead and do that. I need to see it. Go ahead and see if the chicken done. Go grab it with your face. I need to see if it's done. Because it, and so I, I had a call today and I was talking so I'm doing something in Wisconsin and I and I and I reminded the person that this time four years ago I was gonna be in Wisconsin and we were we were just on the verge of election of either Trump or Hillary. And, and and I was with the pantsuit army, I love them, but they were, that's what I was calling them. And they were looking at the, the results come in and I'm like, and you could see, like you could see the distraught, the despair, like sinking on them. And, and Leroy, it was one of those things like, um, this can't be my country, as they're watching the vote tally up. Like, oh my God, Keith, and I'm thinking, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you, you cannot, seriously. You cannot act like you. This is shocking to you. Oh my God! There's no way they're going to. Um, yes, 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 yes. You and 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 when it happened, I said, "Let me explain something to you. You love whiteness over everything else. You love whiteness over your children. You love whiteness over your parents. You love whiteness over your feminism." You love whiteness over everything else. And more specifically, you love your whiteness because it is attached to a white man. And that's why you can vote for somebody who said I grabbed him by the pussy. That's why you can that's why you can sit here and be, you know, cool with the fact that, oh yeah, there's like fifty thousand people locked up now who are seeking asylum. That's why you cool with the fact that he can stand there and say, Well, fuck it, it's a virus, but you know, it's just a little best. Because the thought of losing the power of whiteness and by abstention, those who are connected to it, particularly people of color, right? Like, so when you say, well, how do you work for the man? Fuck it, I do it. I got to look. I, you know, yeah, I'm all for that black power shit, but my kids got to eat. Right? I'm, for all, I'm all for that Black Lives Matter shit. Yeah, I got you, but dog, my rent do. It's very, it's very reductive, and when it comes to and it's presented in the position of it's survival or, or 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 my life, which is a weird juxtaposition, right? 
because your survival is predicated upon you being alive. But if you're making choices to be a police officer, like, oh my God, Keith, you don't understand. What do you mean about the police? I'm like, okay, look, if a teacher walked around and beat the shit out of her kids every day, how long would she have her job? <laughs> right. <laughs> if every doctor was in the, if every third doctor in the hospital killed their patients, how long would they be in the hospital? So when you and and then when the fact that somebody took the time to garner support for a term called qualified fucking immunity means that there are people who intellectualize the brutality to be inflicted upon people and say, if you kill them because you were scared, fuck it, you, you got immunity. I'm sorry, the job by definition is dangerous. So how the fuck are you scared all the time that you got to kill everybody? Well, then you don't need the job. And so this whole, and, and, and the larger conversation is not really about policing, it's about public safety versus policing. Because we understand that policing for black and brown communities and first nation communities is state controlled terror versus public safety. For white, for white communities, it's public safety and preventing those darkies and reddies and strange people from both bursting your serenity. And, 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 and how you know how we move in this shit is qualitative and quantitative. This is not hyperbole. This can be traced. This can be data correlated. Now, however you want to spin the fact is how you want to spin it, but the fact don't change. And so, then, you know, so now we sit here now, we, we're what? 90 something days away from, or 60 something days away from, from the re-election uh, or an election. And they're asking us to, and they're asking us to participate and do these things, but they're not talking about how to have a vote safe initiative. They're not talking about how to ensure that even if, you know, that what happened in Wisconsin over the summer doesn't happen now, where, they, where ballots just happen to wind up in a storage facility. You know, like, so, so, and, and these are, so, like I said, I, I got kids. So if my kids were doing this, as a parent, it's my job to correct them. These are grown-ass motherfuckers that are making cost-benefit analysis about their socioeconomic status and how to maintain that and the privilege that attached to it versus how do I make sure that Latif can graduate and go on to get a wife and get kids? How can Leroy do what he wants to do? And I, don't, and, it, and you know, people want to have these huge institutes and have day-long seminars about why we, fuck that. You, it's either, we either want to cripple people to have what we have, but fuck that, I like my life. So if he dies, so be it. And so you David Chappelle right. and Chris Rock Saturday night live skit in real life, Keith with the Clinton supporters. <laughs> you know, if you go back and look at that video when I did in New Hampshire, I was now people at now when we did the presidential candidates for so everybody who was on TV now was there 13 years ago. So and and the irony is when they were talking about disability policy, Joe Biden showed up, knew nothing. Obama did not show up. You know who did call in? John McCain. 
John Edwards. Dennis Kucinich, Hillary, showed up with her blue binder full of disability facts. No Obama, no Biden. And by, you know, and so, you know, and so when somebody says, well, no, you need to hurry up and be political and help us, blah, 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 you, you want me to, you want me to cast a vote that you can't even guarantee I'll have the ability to cast. Unless, I, unless I'm missing something. Well, you know, what did he used to call it? Souls to the polls, right? How many accessible vans participated in Souls to the Pole? Mm -hmm. So how many black churches are accessible? How many synagogues? How many mosques? So I don't, so when it gets to this level, I'm not really interested in any more intellectual debates because it's not a fair fight. I just, I, I just, well, I can't believe, but I can't believe once again, we are talking about an election where people are dying every day. I like bump the election. I don't care who's in who's in office. I mean, come on, okay, we got we got a racist, sexist, ableist, whoever in office. And <laughs> And we're still talking about the like I, I just I, I just don't understand any people are dying today and we're talking about November. Right, right. No, I don't I I'm 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 fried. Like I don't even know if I have like I I I do because it's a matter of making sure that I don't die because I got kids. But like there's like nobody's talking about so like we're not even talking about self-care like there's no time for us to even as black men as we talk about this or black people or people in general to take a breath and say damn like you know nobody's talking about the fact that while this is going on and people are lusting after joe biden and the democratic party one of their largest support one of their largest benefactors or beneficiaries i should say is steadily bombing the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Nobody's talking about all of those disabled people that will be resulted who are not killed from violence. Nobody's talking about like a half a million people just got evicted in the U.S. Evicted. Like I mean, I like at this particular point, it's like it's, it's like I love talking to y'all because you make me know that it's not just me, <laughs> like, like like it's not just me. But at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, and when did you start making the calculation? Well, yeah, Keith, I know it's fucked up, and I know Joe ain't perfect, but he's better than he's better than the alternative. But he's not the only alternative, and every and I'm. And I'm I, I mean, oh my God, how are you so proud of a democracy that you don't want to be democratic? Like, I, we have the greatest democracy on the world except motherfuckers, you try to participate. <laughs> we'll shoot you on the way to the ball. <laughs> and, if, and, if you try to, and if you try to turn out the vote, what we're gonna do is we're only gonna give you four polls out of like 20. 
and then we're gonna run out of the ballot ten minutes into the election. I'm not fucking with y'all. But the thing, the thing is, uh, how how you kill stuff in capitalist society is you don't participate in it. So right. we all stay on everybody. The the election is the is the order. That's the that's the thing that I keep on saying about Trump. If we all just ignore the fuck out of him, it'd be all over. Right. I mean, we live in a capitalist society. Play, play the game. Play the game. Can, can you imagine if everybody just stopped paying taxes? Everybody. Hey. And this, this country would crumble. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm hoping that... Um, well, I'm going to pose a question to Otis and, and, and Latif. So I'm gonna I'm I'm do what I heard on the Zoom. So if 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 you feel a little violent comes at the top of your throat, it's not my idea. This is what I heard earlier. <laughs> so if you could if you could wake up tomorrow, <laughs> oh God, you already know how they did it, right? But um, so because one of the things when they had the NBA the shutdown, because remember the NBA shutdown was in response to Kenosha, right? But my question to the Milwaukee Bucks would be, yes, and even to the brother who got shot, who was chained to the bed up until they said, oh, yeah, shit, we had the wrong warrant on him so you can release him. My question to the community and to the family is that now, not even to the family, but to the community around him, will he be fully embraced now that his ability status has changed? To the Milwaukee Bucks, had he, you know, now that he is is now a person who is partially paralyzed or whatever rehabilitation he needs, will he be able to get that? Will you know, and and not just specifically him because he specifically was the one that garnered national attention. How many other young black men in Milwaukee who are are victims of violence, or in, in Wisconsin who are victims of violence, who survive? Are receiving those those services. Like, do I need to be shot and put on the news in order for me to be able to to get some kind of attention that my life matters? Because the, 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 we started this conversation with three black men who are now dead. Yeah. At the hands, and then you add in Michael Hickson, all various forms of violent death solely because of their disability and there's silence. So when you say Black Lives Matter, whose life? It matters to who? It matters for what? Because Black Lives Matter is a statement. It's a movement, but it's a statement. And who are you making that statement to? It's a hashtag. Because I lived in Ferguson. When that, when that stuff with Michael Brown went down, that touched me because I lived not too far from there growing up as a kid. That was the same city that I went in that because I was disabled, I didn't know about racism in school because if you were crippled, everybody went to one school. <laughs> so, but once three o'clock came out, I was a nigga and they were white. Um, yeah. I feel like, no, he's not going to see any 
real, true transformation benefits. And the reason why I say that because right now he's a spectacle, and I, and I hate to deduce it to that, but that's what it is. Well, it garners our fascination for a few weeks, and then after the few weeks are over, we move on. Kind of like may he rest in peace, Chadwick Bowen. Right, mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah. our fascination for a few weeks, and then after people move on, you no longer will see any illustrations about him. You no longer will see any real much for him. You ain't no longer really care about the Black Panther movie until Black Panther Part Two come out, and Disney right. commoditize his death. So, like right now, it's a spectacle, and that's why I like Frank Wilderson in Alpha Pessimism. Well, he said we have to understand spectacle don't maintain white terrorism. We now tell we now white terrorism maintains white terrorism. Meaning the politics your seven-year-old is taught in school is what maintains white terrorism. The value system you teach your children and what maintains white terrorism. You're getting redlined every day, sapping what little wealth we do have in our communities is what maintains white terrorism. Why you being denied a job simply because of your name or your hairstyle, right, is what maintains white terrorism. It's the be now aspect of it. These spectacles where every now and again a black person will get shot, or every now and again you hear of an extreme case of a black person being brutalized, that's not what maintains um, white terrorism. Africa being colonialized, exploited, and being forced to pay colonial taxes is what maintains Trump individual was shot and killed. So uh, So when we talk about um, black people receiving any real help, no, it's made a show. White and then white people jump on the bandwagon, they do it just so they can feel good about themselves. So they can say, well, I'm not Trump. I'm not that cop. I'm not right. the one who sustains this system. I didn't say the word nigga. But yeah, you benefit from it though. Right? In order for you to play the good guy, you need a villain. Right? Right? In order for the North to feel like the heroes and to feel like the good guys, it needed the South. But did the North not benefit just as much as the South did from slavery? Like how else would you have the Industrial Revolution if it wasn't for slavery? Britain is the same way. The only reason why Britain makes slavery legal before the U.S. is because most of the colonies was outside of Britain. But did they not benefit? from um, slavery as well. And even these European countries that black Marxists like to point to about how we need to emulate them, how they have, they have, um, they have a more humane system than we do. Okay, but do they not get their money from the World Bank? And do the World Bank not get their money from colonialism? So yes, they have a mixed economy. They have quote unquote capitalism mixed with um, socialism. But the only reason why those people in Germany, Norway, and whatever European country you're talking about have no social benefits, it's not because, it's not just because they're willing to pay more in taxes. It's because they're benefited from the subjugation of people from other countries. If it's not their system, then it's their companies. How many companies are benefited from um, cheap labor in China? How many companies are benefited from child mining in the Congo, right? And then you wonder why they 
we wonder how they are able to bring this humanity back to your doorstep. Because as Francois Nan said, the violence you inflict outwards go eventually come back to you. It will eventually come back home. Why like they have practiced this in humanity long before Trump. They have practiced this yes. in humanity collectively on millions and millions of people. And now just because you're white and now it's happening to you, now all of a sudden I can pretend like it's new. Yeah, I got pretend to be shocked. Like that, to me, that's an insult. Because that's you ignoring my entire reality. So you're ignoring 400 plus years of subjugation just to say this fascism is new just because now it affects you. Because now you don't have no money in the bank. You're going to overlook the fact my granddaddy didn't have no wealth coming from being sharecroppers. And the little wealth he did try to accumulate, he was constantly undermined by legislation. I show you completely overlook my entire reality just because it's happening to you and you go turn around and pretend to be my friend. No, F you. Because you don't give a damn. You just want to be comfortable. Well, I'm going to let you know I have 2%. So as I go dark, <laughs> it's not that I don't love y'all. It's because I got no power <laughs> or not. <laughs> okay, honey. We can be looking at it. I mean, my TV has something to say. We can end it after the We've been here for an hour. <laughs> I told you it's one of those. Yeah. All right. Yes, like I said before, this culture does not understand or fully accept disability. So Jacob Blake will get a Little attention, but they will eventually. Forget, kill, him. Unfortunate, unfortunately, because they are not accustomed to talk about or really dealing with disability in a substantial way 
will get a little attention, but they will eventually forget them, unfortunately, because they are not accustomed to talk about or really dealing with disability in a substantial way. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And that that's that's why I to, you know, and and to be fair, I to not fuck fair. It's one of these things like somebody will hear something that we said and be like, I can't, I'm so upset. Like you not like if 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 you only are reacting to the trigger, that means you're listening to react, you're not listening to understand. And and at this point, you know, because one of the questions I would ask is that you know, we talking about this black love and black lives, and then why is it so why is it so difficult to be disabled and have a relationship? Why is it so difficult to be disabled and and be seen as a productive member of the black community? Why is it so difficult to be disabled and be seen as not a superhuman? And why in in a in a in a community that that traffics trades and exists in its suppression turn and then inwardly oppress its own people? So, that be said, I love you all, man. That, uh, say goodnight, people. Thank you so much. Thank you, brothers. Yes. Stay safe out there, because the Rona is looking for sexy black men to take down. (laughs) (laughs) So watch out for Rona. All right. Holla at me, y'all. All All right. See you always. See you soon.